Hey there! Are you tired of waiting for the next episode of It's Probably Not Aliens? Well, we've got some good news for you. On Nebula, our streaming service, you can get access to all our episodes a week early. That's right, you'll never have to wait again to hear Scott and I debunk the latest ancient astronaut theory or get a movie fact wrong. But that's not all. Nebula is home to dozens of content creators we know you like, so you can find all your favorites in one place. Plus, we post content on there that you won't find anywhere else. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and listen to the next episode right after this one. fucked up again we fucked up real bad here do you remember the, you remember this sound effect that i brought into an episode not too not too long ago yeah that's like a universal sign for like either getting someone's attention i guess or like you know you got something right point for you we will not be hearing this bell in this episode no, no, we, no. it's all it's oops all mistakes yeah at the beginning of the year this year we decided to try doing a corrections episode and then uh an hour into recording we had so many so we kind of came to the conclusion that we should probably return to this every quarter or so unless we yeah. honestly don't have a show's worth of content because we're just so good at doing this it's part of our diligent responsibility to keep on top of like if we're going to counter bad archaeology bad history bad science with good stuff then that means that we have to take response you'll never see the ancient aliens corrections episode no <laughs> no oh my god can you imagine how long that would be It'd be a mirror <laughs> can you of, imagine? actually it's this show <laughs> i guess it's, I, was about to say, I guess it's just this isn't it <laughs> yeah. but i do think it's important um there's a lot, and I know that uh, I, I probably take it personally, but I probably shouldn't because um, really everybody messes up and a lot of the mistakes are yeah. honest ones or ones that I, I either leaned into a public understanding of something or in some cases, there's one that came up kind of recently that my brain just switched off and I just crossed some wires that I know are incorrect and I just said it anyway. That's fine. Hey, everyone makes mistakes. We have to get Actually, we have to get out of the one because this is the one that I am the most angry about and that is right, a, a, a number that. of weeks back i guess in our q a episode um i i a person who has consumed yep. and spent far too much time in the star trekking franchise a somehow trekkie, you might say i am i am i am an obscene trekkie um mm -hmm. it's depressing how much of a trekkie i am i dressed up my son as captain kirk for his first halloween <laughs> but i somehow said that colonel kira Norris was mm. uh was part of star trek voyager when she was most definitely mm. part of star trek d space nine fake fan fake fan so uh fake to sort of fan. make up for it i'm going to say a bunch of things to show how how <laughs> bad of a trekkie mm -hmm. i am to know that this was not a me not understanding yep. star trek thing this was a yes. my brain just said words and words did not work so 
Kira Norris, who started off as Major Kira but became Colonel uh-huh. Nira near the uh, Kira near the end of the show as she got promoted, is the current head of D Space Nine, which used to be called Terak Nor under the Cardassian occupation. She was a <laughs> member of the Bajoran Resistance, in which she did multiple terrorist attacks against them. Her mother was uh, a very uncomfortable uh, subject of a Comfort Women episode of D Space Nine that I still okay. have kind of complex feelings about. She was at one point in a relationship with a guy named Vedic Barail, who was sort of like a priest. And then he died and there was mm-hmm. a whole like mm-hmm. uh, episode mm-hmm. about pulling the plug on people that was about this him. Is, and then yes, uh, great. Uh, Keep going. And then um, and then she ended up with Odo, um, who who then Odo, uh, I know yeah, that name, a flesh, uh, a person who is now a, f- a goop man, um, a goop man, a goop person, a goop person, a, a goop American. They prefer to be called. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And, uh, and then he, uh, they, yeah. And, um, they had like a, will they, won't they for a long time? Will they, oh. because they like each other, won't they, because he's goop. I don't um, that. but then they went with the, will they, oh. and a, and a bunch of stuff that scenes that definitely did not make it onto TV. Um, and then okay. he had to go become leader of the changelings at the end of the dominion war, which was a war between, uh, the mm-hmm, Federation mm-hmm. and its allies, the Klingon and Romulan empires this and the, uh, the allies of the dominion, which were of course, the Cardassians and the Breen, <laughs> yes, uh, in the ga- and primarily based out of the the Gamma Quadrant where they're they're from, and that ended. Um, Unlike this segment, yeah. <laughs> which Unlike, apparently end. in Picard, the Dominion's back, or or at least the Chamblings are back. So, um, hopefully, hopefully that list of facts about Kira Norris, uh, who uh-huh. oh she also was uh, surrogate pregnant because they had to figure out that Nana Visitor was pregnant for a while, so they but she didn't have a partner, so they just. Uh, had her be a surrogate mother for the O'Briens for about a oh, season. Uh, and, and so, yeah, uh, I feel like that should. Oh, and also she plays the it. regent, nope. the disaster bisexual uh, villain in the Mirror Universe episodes. And you can tell she's that Nana Vister is having about 70 times, 75 times more fun playing disaster Excellent. bisexual BDSM like regent. than. She- oh, yeah. So I mean, that, we all would. Yeah. So now, that, can that, I? That, that, that I think it's uh, gets me hopefully some forgiveness for. <laughs> I think you're in the clear. I, for one, am glad that that character's introduction happened before our own. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. By the way, my name is Scott. I'm a host a of this show. This is a podcast called It's Probably Not Aliens. Kieran Reese is an alien, funk. though. She's a, she's a Bajoran. That's true. You know what this show... If you're listening to a corrections episode, you know what this show's about. My name's Scott. I don't know anything, and apparently neither does Tristan. Yeah, this is the episode where I talk about all the mistakes I made, but that mistake is the one that really ate at me. I was like, no. there is When I, when somebody pointed that out to me, I was like, there is no way I made that mistake. But, but now, hopefully, hopefully, I've redeemed myself. That's right. Audio doesn't lie, which is a thing that I can only say for a very fleeting amount of time as AI technology gets better and better. Yeah. So this is It's Probably Not Aliens podcast about ancient astronauts, ancient astronaut theory, uh, pseudo history, pseudo archaeology, and show you all the cool history and science behind the things that they're covering up with their uh, weird alternative explanations. Yeah. And today... I'm talking about a lot of times where myself and possibly Scott, depending upon the episode, have done have done oopsies. No, I'm I, I don't think I've made a mistake. I'm pretty flawless. You want to talk so. about the hills and the 30 mile, 30 mile gate, 35 mile gate? Dang it. OK, 
we can we can tackle this first if you want to. I when I filled in for an episode as the person who knows stuff, I talked about Betty and Barney Hill, who are the uh, who many people claim to be the first alien ab- abductees. Obviously, there's some contention there as well. But we talked about how when they were dropped off by the aliens. They were dropped off 35 miles away from their car that they were abducted from. And I guess that was wrong. I must have misread it in the article that I was reading um, for information. Do you have any other information about that other than just that we were wrong? I think that I was wrong. See, I tried to even do it. I tried to I tried to include you. I was like, we were wrong. No, it was just me. I was wrong. I think they were just 35 miles off of where they were supposed where they were before. 35 miles away from like their destination. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that'd be my that 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 is uh, that is my my guess. All right. That's fine. I'll admit to that one. But we the problem is that we unfortunately uh, uh, leaned into that bit. We kept uh, and making it took jokes a, about it. Yeah. And then we did a callback joke about it in the next episode. And yeah. And then people made tweet jokes about it as well. So it just became a thing. And also... As the show becomes more relevant, we're starting to get more like angry emails and angry comments about how we're CIA spies or how we're like, you know, um, we're we're working for the government to try and cover up the truth about UFOs. Then they're like, you're wrong. Try and do better research next time, dummy. So we got some angry emails about this one. So, yeah, we got some angry emails. And we can debunk the we can we can debunk or confirm. Are we CIA plants? Are we plants here to spread disinformation? If we are, I'm not making nearly enough money. I was gonna say, boy, I really wish I was making more money. I mean, shout out to NordVPN, appreciate you. Yeah, but that's all I got. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so basically, the way that I plan on doing this is that every quarter we'll do a corrections episode. There's a living document of uh, of basically all of the corrections that are going on and i basically just go from the earliest episodes to the latest episodes because uh and and if episodes and if like corrections that come in from older episodes come in they'll just be the first ones we cover because i feel like the older episodes we go the more likely it is that or the less likely it is that we're covering content that people have forgotten about so the older i'm trying to get the older ones out of the way as fast as possible yeah all right what else did we get wrong so first first one is a correction that comes from episode one oh no Uh, that early huh yeah well they were talking about um um, how I apparently said that humans are the only species that use tools and someone pointed out that crows use tools. Yeah. And also like true. chimpanzees and like a bunch of other animals also use tools. And I knew that I just, I don't know. I done goofed on episode two. This is not a correction, but it was an addition. I think I said, I try to figure out how many times you could watch 30 rock in 500 million years. Okay. And someone did the math and oh. found out that you could, uh, let me just get this. You could watch 30 rock, 86 billion, 67 million, 193,675.9 times in the amount of time it would take. Wait, were we talking about 30 rock or were we talking about third rock from the sun? 30 rock. Oh, boy, we've talked about both shows on this podcast before. I guess we have. Um, Next, we have the flying carpet in which I think I used a term where I didn't have the name for it. And I just kind of mentioned a sort of uh, debate tactic that's used to over undermine people's arguments without having strong ones of your own, which is just bouncing between topics so fast the listener doesn't have time to think about it, which happens a lot on ancient aliens. You could say we're doing it right now. Yeah. As we bounce from correction to correction. But we're do- we're trying to do it in a good way. Yeah. Um, but that is actually called the gish gallop. Gish gallop. So I've heard of this term before. So if you ever want to know what ancient aliens is doing when they 
just move from topic to topic without giving you time to process or understand things. That's the gish gallop. And they, it's, it's a common tactic to try and overwhelm somebody by making your argument seem uh, more convincing than it is. Cause you're like, look, I've got this point and this point and this point. And even if they all are terrible arguments yeah. that make no sense, it makes you appear more like you have a stronger argument because yeah, don't uh, think about this too hard. I'm just going to talk about the next thing now. Yeah. And, um, so, and then next I got is from the uh, Anunnaki episode. Okay. Uh, and I like that one. Yeah. And this one comes from our etymology uh, part about dragon, Drake, and Dracula. And it turns out that they actually are related. Oh. They have nothing to do with aliens, but dragons and drakes are words for variations of the same thing, which is true. I think a dragon has four legs and two wings and a drake has two arms and two legs and the arms are also wings. But was this the episode that we, that the meme became real with words or thought fossils? Yes. This is where thought fossils came from. Excellent. Cause I think, yeah, they were talking about the Dogon people, Dogon and Dragon and like Dagon or something mm-hmm. like that. And they were just all, I don't know if all of those words are related. I would be interested to know, but ancient aliens definitely claims to say that like all of those words mm-hmm. are that sound similar are related. Finding a connection between dragon drake and dracula which we know have linguistic connections makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. than dogon but yeah um but yeah uh dracula is a title that meant son of the dragon in archaic that romanian uh, although nowadays dracul is translated to devil vlad the impaler who is the um the like wallachian noble that dracula is based on uh picked mm-hmm. up the nickname of dracula because his father was known as vlad dracul after he joined the order of the dragon yeah vlad the impaler uh, I don't know if we've talked. I don't think we talked about him on this show, but Vlad the Impaler was a Wallachian, which is sort of like an older term for what is modern, a place that is modern day Romania. Mm-hmm. He was a noble. And in that time, that region was in a pretty nasty set of wars with the Ottomans. And so, okay. uh, so uh, Vlad had a reputation for taking captured Ottoman soldiers and like impaling them as like an intimidation tactics. It was kind of considered pretty intense. Yeah, that is pretty intense. I wouldn't do that it's kind of messed up man i guess dracula's based on him yeah so next we get into weather control episode i was not i was not around for this one. Oh yeah that's right it was kevin yeah mm-hmm. so the first bit uh talks about quartz and electrical charges from quartz uh apparently it doesn't actually require a natural disaster to get an electrical charge out of quartz and i you can know that because that is you just have to put pressure on quartz and i do know this because um that's how like watches that's how work. watches are done yeah okay yeah, it's a very small amount of electricity, but a bigger a bigger crystal would give more. Crystal healing still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this was the episode we were talking about uh, earthquake lights. Yeah, and there were some theories about why lights might why why strange lights might appear in the sky, and there were, there is a theory that it could be because there's some quartz and crystals and stuff underground that is being that is you know having all this pressure put against each other that could spark some sort of weird electricity or lightning or something in that that could appear in the sky and i i i was i didn't go too 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 much into detail on that one i was just yeah this is good this is good additional information about the uh the crystals mm-hmm. thing uh the other one the other bit from that is that earthquake lightning might not be real but volcano 
snow lightning definitely is, but it's caused by all of the ash and stuff in the air, not the ground moving. Oh, so it's just like the light reflecting the, in a weird way or refracting in a I, weird way? I think it comes from static electricity that builds up in like volcanic oh, I see. Uh, ash. Yeah, if you ever see like a volcano going off and you see like those big black clouds of stuff, you will see lightning mm-hmm. in that. Um, I oh, have, I've, cool. I mean, I've never seen a volcanic eruption myself, but I have seen pictures of volcanic eruptions that you can see like there's like bits of lightning and all the, the cloud that gets uh, kicked up by that. So you see that meme. I don't even know if it's a meme or like, or what, but did you ever just that meme recently, at least I saw it recently where someone was like, why don't we go around to all the volcanoes that are still active and just like fill them with cement so that they don't, <laughs> so that they won't be active anymore. So they can't explode. And it's just like, they are cut. They are rock currently, <laughs> you know, like they can, they, it, things are it, either it's going to melt or it's going to explode and have a big chunk of cement flying at you, you know? Yeah. I also like not a ton of volcanoes are like, they are in cartoons where like they're an open pit of lava exactly. just waiting to erupt. They typically like, are like, they are probably covered already by some rock that prob- is yeah, probably the melting. rock that was made from the lava of the last time it erupted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're very much, yeah. if you think of it, a volcano is more often like a pimple where just pressure mm-hmm. builds up until it explodes. Yeah. And uh, instead of. But like, I do like the thought that why don't we just pour water into it and then it just becomes rock already and we just cool down the little in the middle of the earth. I th- why I don't, don't we do that? Yeah, I don't think they, yeah, I feel like the earth is too hot to, to really comp. I feel like there is like some people, they do do something like that, but not for volcanoes, but like to um sort of uh like on islands that get a lot of volcanic eruptions, they like use it mm. to, uh, uh, you know, guide the lava away from, say, oh, people and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's you know, only in the cases where, like, you're in a, like, you're living on an island where uh, a volcano has, like, there are some volcanoes that um, they sort of more ooze than they do explode. Yeah. And, uh, you and can, if you're on an island with a volcano, just get in the water. You know what I mean? You'll be fine. fine. Just get in the water. You'll be fine. Perfect. Um, then the next one I got here is from our first Q&A episode uh, do we get something wrong for a q a apparently those are our answers you yeah. can't tell me i'm wrong so on the cancer thing it was proven by looking at baby teeth in st louis that atomic tests being done caused uh issue with the food we eat it has been proposed that is why cancer is such a problem with the generation that were children during that time why did we talk about this we might have been talking about the whole thing with um how after atomic tests happened like mm. our isotopes have all changed and so like iron from before the first atomic tests are actually like special and rare right that's interesting i I wonder if there's been studies done on that or if it's just sort of like a a, a, a hypothesis i mean i feel like uh the generation that grew up during that time was also the time when like everybody just ate processed food for like 30 years and so that could also be part of the reason why so many Mm. of them have cancer and also, That's it was a true. time when everybody smoked tons of cigarettes and drank a whole lot more than they do today. So, also true. I feel like Jello had a stranglehold on house parties for some reason. Mm-hmm. Does that have anything to do with it? Well, I, I, I gelatin's not the most uh, like it is a processed food, but like there's a lot. There was a lot. Like pretty much all of like the sort of like garbage processed food today was like a novelty in like the 50s, and everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, look at this brand new thing oh called gosh. a Twinkie!" And so, look at all this. You can get a hungry man meal. Yeah, like TV like dinners. A whole dinner so, right like there's there. a whole like there's a lot of there's a lot of and also regulations weren't as good. 
back then. So there was definitely a lot of things that definitely caused cancer that people were just putting into their bodies all the time. Yeah. Radiation does cause cancer, but like radiation causes very particular types of cancer that we like, like if somebody develops a certain type of cancer, it's usually a weird one that we're like, oh, this, this usually shows up when people get like when they, when they're exposed to radiation. Um, But for the most part, a lot of the cancers I think people are developing are due to uh, the crap we eat and the sort of uh, pollution. Mm. Like, I think a lot of the reason why cancer rates have been going down in uh, newer, younger generations is because we don't smoke, we don't drink as much and uh, we don't live in a, uh, well, I was about to say, this is actually not too long after um, the really terrible stuff that went down in East Palestine, um, Ohio, but like um, that's due to recent deregulations, but there is in general less pollution in the air than there was than there was in the 50s do you think now see i think radiation i think it's just it's all it's just our phones man we're on our phones too much although if it's going down in younger generations then we then we also have to stop saying that they're on their phones too much Mm -hmm. if the radiation also comes is is it 5g is 5g giving people 5g was giving people covid i think was the thing people were saying i don't know yeah the 5g thing was weird i couldn't i couldn't understand that one they were it's just because i'm not smart enough i'm yeah so if i remember correctly the general gist of the 5g thing was that first of all people just had conspiracy theories about 5g before covid because uh anytime a new thing technologically is happening and showing up everywhere including your town people are going to freak out about it uh but Mm -hmm. then 5g because like there's people who think that like wind turbines give you cancer so um but uh 5g so then when covid happened and people wanted to have a reason to not take vaccines or not even think about like not do basic public safety measures they then blamed the sort of waves of 5g causing the covid symptoms instead of a virus and there was even an incident i think it was in quebec where somebody was burning down 5g towers as like see okay though you put it in i still think it's bogus but you put it into a context that makes more sense the whole this whole time for like three years i was thinking that they thought 5g emitted a virus like an actual human biological virus keep in mind it builds on a very long running uh group of um like kind of like pseudo health claims that that there's something called electromagnetic sensitivity and there's like an entire community of people who are utterly convinced that if they're exposed to electromagnetic waves that they have Mm. like an allergic reaction it's been shown over and over again to not be a thing but like it's big enough to the point where there are people who move to like like there's an area and i think west virginia that has a huge radio telescope mama yeah and um that region is uh, to make it so that telescope can work they they ban all like you can't have cell phones there's no like radio stations or anything in this area and there are people who move there because they think that they're uh, sensitive to electromagnetic radiation there's a whole character in better call saul that sort of was supposed to be oh a discussion about this um saul's brother chuck never watched the show oh well yeah it's it's a thing um that's interesting i only watch shows that have bob odenkirk in it so that one better have bob odenkirk in it, it weirdly it does it has a few he, oh, he shows awesome. up he shows up in it occasionally that's cool how i've never heard of it that's cool i gotta check that one out all right what other things did we get wrong all right now let's go to oak island where i definitely did a big boo-boo on this one um so first of all i said some stuff about my own uh, country of canada which mm-hmm. was a total mess because i said that lacrosse is the only national sport of canada and that hockey actually was wasn't as like a fun fact. Oh, I remember. And then this. I learned that actually in a bill in 1994, Bill C212 actually made Hockey Canada's official winter sport and lacrosse oh. is our official summer sport. Ooh. 
I didn't know you could split it up that way. I didn't know either. So there you go. Well, um, I feel like you you have a couple more seasons. You could atta- you could tack on some sports. So yeah, would, as a Canadian, as a Canadian, let me get your opinion. What would you tack on as the spring sport and fall sport? I mean the 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 Canadian national sport is complaining about the weather. Is that more spring or is that more fall? That's gonna probably be. I'm gonna say fall because a lot of fall yeah. is brought up of having conversations about how cold and snowy you think winter is going to be. That's good too. Yeah, fall here is like. Man, I can't believe how hot it is still. I just want it to be cold. And then it gets really cold and you're like, boy, this sucks. I wanted it to be like mild a little bit. We're in the current part of winter here where um, it's March. The first day of spring is next week. And we're like, why the fuck is outside still look like this? Yeah. (laughs) Like we had like a few weeks where we were like alternating between like really cold weather and just like absolutely like ridiculous snowstorms. It got so bad a few weeks ago, we had thunder snow. It's a thing I'd never seen in my life. What? Yeah. Whoa. We had like like this mega snowstorm where there was like literal thunder and lightning during the snowstorm. Um, I have never, I didn't know that could happen. It's very rare. Um, Wow. But we, but, uh, but I, but we saw it and we were like, wait a minute. That was, that was thunder. We just heard thunder snow. Yeah. That's a cool thunder snow is like a really awesome name for like a superhero or a band. Yeah. Yeah. Thunder snow. I like it. Someone run with that. Uh, I apparently also said that in Nova Scotia, the Micmac people don't exist there anymore, which is not true. Uh, there are still Micmac people who live in Nova Scotia, several tribes and reservations, and that pretty much everything in Nova Scotia is built on unceded Micmac land. I did not know this. Mm. I think where this came from is I had a friend who was uh, related to an indigenous uh, nation that lived in uh, in Newfoundland. And the Micmac, mm-hmm. I think, used to be in Newfoundland. And I think they got pushed out of Newfoundland. And I just thought that it was like I kind of generalized it. So gotcha. Um, he told me that. And also, I'm going off of like what a guy told me. So I also a grain of sand on that one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, it was just a friend of mine who wanted to show me like uh, wanted he was talking about his like his his native status in in newfoundland and wanted to tell me about and told me about that i don't know he was like a friend of mine when i was running the radio show a few years uh, this is like almost 10 years i was like a few years ago and i was like wait a minute no that was 2014 that was like almost 10 years ago now i also man i i messed up so much in this episode uh it's wild oh no also i tr- i seem to mention that anastasia was a was a disney movie and it's not it was a don bluth it movie. is not a yes I did know that. I can't believe I didn't say anything about it. Yeah. Not a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Classic mistake, though. You're not the only person. Yeah. Then I did th- one of another, what I, I definitely would say is a brain fart, um, because I definitely knew this, and then I said it, and I missed it up, and that is I swapped in my head Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and I said that this was in, that Oak Island was in New Brunswick, uh, and but it was definitely in Nova Scotia. I think, okay, I, all right, this one might be on me a little bit. Because I think I I remember catching that in the edit because I think there were parts where you did say it correctly, but then other parts where we were just running through stuff that something slipped up. And I think I did catch that in the edit and maybe left it in because I was like, no one will care. They understand what we mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't go back and record things. It's impossible. Yeah. So. Uh, and then they and then they gave a good fact about the because I mentioned something about the Acadians because the Acadian people live in New Brunswick. And um, mm. I guess uh, I mixed that. I guess if I did mix up is because I had a reference to Acadians. 
uh, or Acadians were mentioned in this. And then I, in my head, I put like Acadians, New Brunswick. The reason is, is because after the Seven Years' War, which was a war between France and uh, the UK, where okay. uh, the end of the war was basically when Britain got all of what would become Canada, um, mm-hmm. they, there, there was a group of people called the Acadiens who lived in what is today Nova Scotia. And the British, uh, when they took it over, basically kicked them all out or kicked out a lot of them uh, in after they conquered Quebec City. And they pushed the Acadians, uh, they kicked them out, and they primarily went to two places, New Brunswick and uh, Louisiana. And in Louisiana, their name kind of became more Patois and became Cajun. Gotcha. And so uh, in, in like the sort of Creole uh, word in Louisiana, uh, Acadian turned into Cajun. That's right. Yeah, we talked about this. That blew my mind when you were talking about it. And they were replaced with, yeah, they were replaced with uh, the, the in, in Nova Scotia, English planters from New England moved into the region and and started building there. Gotcha. And also, uh, I, I made another classic one, which was that I said that uh, the Viking expeditions of Leif Erikson to Newfoundland, which happened in the ninth or in the 900s AD. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess apparently they happened in the late 10th century, early 11th century. I think I said 11th century. So I kind of mixed up the timeline there. Yeah. Oak Island. It's trick. It's got a lot of moving parts that Oak Island. Mm-hmm. I, again, it was a lot of, all of these were uh, cases where I just worked off of what I assumed I knew about different topics and didn't look up, which um, I don't know what to, I, I I don't know how I can't like obviously research literally every single sentence I say on this show uh, or else I would be like this podcast would take like six hours to record. I'd have to stop every sentence be like, I have to look up to make sure that this sentence I say is we would have to script the show and and it would be one every couple of months, (laughs) I feel. Uh, So I'll try my best. Obviously, but um, I am a human being. Don't beat yourself up. About Unfortunately, it. there's like thousands of people who are going to hear me when I mess up, which yeah, that's true. Which makes it more uh, complicated. But that's why we do these things to keep me honest. The next, we're going to Cholula. Oh, that's awesome! I will pack my bags right now. That's exciting news to drop. So, on our episode about the Cholula Pyramid, uh, you made a specific reference when we were talking about the different words that came from the language Nahuatl, and I mm-hmm. said that one of them was chipotle, uh, the sort of name mm-hmm. for the, the the smoky tasting peppers and you mentioned that you always thought it was chipotle or chipotle no 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 no. that is not what i said i said i had a friend in college who always pronounced it chipotle Uh, okay i didn't i always thought it was chipotle scott a genius said it was chipotle i i brilliant mastermind (laughs) scott nice wonder knew to pronounce it chipotle but i had a friend in college he would people know who it is i used to do a podcast with this buddy it's if you listen to my my very old podcast the nerd sync podcast way back in the day it was one of my co-hosts bryce bryce that little scoundrel was incessant on the idea that it was pronounced chipotle not me not i go back check the tapes that wasn't me okay okay um what somebody wanted to point out is that the term chipotle without the l Mm -hmm. is actually a word for uh when you bump your head and it leaves swelling (laughs) (laughs) wait that's what happened to the guy at roswell (laughs) he chipotled (laughs) he chipotled hey you know how we debunk out of this world claims here at it's probably not aliens well let me tell you about something that's truly 
out of this world. And that's NordVPN. I know what you're thinking. Tristan, how is a VPN out of this world? Well, let me tell you, with NordVPN, I get the fastest VPN on the planet. Wait, am I... Are we allowed to say that? Let me know if I'm not allowed to say that. Yeah, that's right. No more buffering when I'm trying to watch Ancient Aliens. Even when I could really use a few minutes of buffering, you know, for my sanity. <laughs> So do yourself a favor and visit nordvpn.com slash probablynotaliens for an exclusive NordVPN deal. Remember, it's risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And between March 21st and June 13th, you get four bonus months, an entire third of a year with every two-year plan. <coughs> keep your online life secure, and let's keep debunking together. Don't miss out on this deal. Um, all right, next we get to ley lines, and oh my goodness, uh, I made another really bad one that was based on something I thought I knew was true, but turned out to not be true, which mm -hmm. I did, which is, uh, and it came to another time when I said an aside about um, beer. So I mentioned that there was a delicious brand of beer called Dead Elephant that exists in Ontario, mm. and it still does. Um, it's it's amazing. It's very hoppy. It's not for everybody, I will say. If you, if you like right, hoppy, right. bitter beer, it is amazing, but for everybody else, it is demon water. Um, I happen to love it. But I mentioned that it came from the story of the elephant that got shocked to death by uh, Thomas Edison to try and make a point about Tesla. But it turns yes. out that the dead elephant is named after Jumbo, who is a circus elephant that died. And then uh, apparently the story goes uh -huh. that uh, Jumbo got hit by a train and that the story is that he was apparently rescuing a smaller circus elephant from that train and got hit himself and died. A hero. But the, a hero. Yeah, but the person who corrected me did point out that the beer is solid. And the story that I am talking about was Topsy. Topsy was the electrified Topsy. elephant, and that was done in Coney Island decades later. Gotcha. I remember having this discussion online like on twitter when we released that episode what are the odds of two dead elephants two quite famous dead elephant stories yeah. happening hopefully so people I, hopefully i can be uh forgiven for my sins of that one of mixing up two specific stories about like early 20th century uh stories of elephants being killed <laughs> in north america look you don't you don't expect to hear one story about an elephant being killed let alone two it's easy to get them mixed up. Both heroes, in my opinion. I guess one's more heroic than the other, though. Yeah, once, one reportedly saved another elephant. The other one just died to settle a really petty debate between uh, Tesla and Edison about yeah. alternating versus direct current. And that was great, and everyone loved it when they did that with to the elephant. Um, somebody also pointed out that flying boats do exist. They're a type of seaplane, and at the bottom of the plane is a boat hull. Okay, I would I would argue that is not a flying boat, that is a buoyant plane. Fair. But <laughs> I don't think that's a flying boat. I think that's a plane that can sit on water. There's a difference, all right? I think we're gonna need a philosopher to answer this one. <laughs> yeah, we need a philosopher. Can we can we get can we talk about the the thought experiment of Theseus's flying ship, please? <laughs> if you if you take this boat and rebuild it into a plane in the middle of the air, is it a boat or is it a plane? When does it become one or the other? It's a boat, it's a plane. It's Superman. <laughs> 
It's Superman uh, in in rubbers. Mm-hmm. So next up, we got the Brahma weapons episode, which yes. I was very proud of. Nuclear weapons. Uh, yeah. But somebody pointed out that, um, oh, this is a fun fact, not a correction. Thank God. Oh, I um, love these more. Yeah. Radiocarbon dating needs to be calibrated because of the amount of radiocarbon in the atmosphere has been changing throughout time, partly because of burning fossil fuels and nuclear testing. So basically, we can see in the way that we have to calibrate radiocarbon dating, like we have to change the way that we calibrate it because of the introduction of nuclear testing so to say that like oh oh, like if there was nuclear uh explosions happening in the deep past there would be other things that would show signs of it and like this so this is the sort of thing we've talked about before on the show that i was raised very religious and like when it comes to carbon dating stuff like that was a point when like carbon dating was starting to become like a more mainstream topic to talk about, to like figure out how old things are. I was basically taught in Sunday school, you know, like as a kid that like carbon dating, that's just guessing, you know, it's scientists guessing. Ah, uh, yes. That's a creationism talking point. I think. Yes. I, yes, it for sure is. And so like, I always grew up being like, even still today, like there's a part of me that's just like, but how accurate is it? But like the fact that they can, that they know how to calibrate it and it's a constantly recalibrating thing. It just like, it, it fills me like you could, you could view that in one, on one hand is like, all right, so it's sort of a messy system to use. But on the other hand, for me, it's just like, that's kind of impressive that they're able, that, that they can pinpoint it to that sort of like detail of just like, and we have to calibrate to this degree to get a more accurate sort of, I don't know. I think that's cool and interesting. Radiocarbon decay is an extremely like, uh, like it's an extremely predictable way of, of like, like radio, like those things decay at a very, uh, a very normal pace. And that is why we can, you can use stuff like this. Like the fact that they can like measure things that are like millions and millions of years old and be within a couple million years of, of knowing exactly when this like rock was solidified is very impressive. Very cool. Good job, science. Okay, so this is uh, a correction that comes from the episode that was titled Alien Clickbait from the 16th Century is Rad. That was, yeah, the we were talking about paintings mm-hmm. that had supposedly encounters or sightings of aliens in them. Yeah, this comes from an aside about I mentioned about the Ottoman Empire, and I mentioned that the Ottoman Empire uh, basically controlled the entire Middle East at the, at the point of this. Mm-hmm. The truth is that the Ottomans did control, did dominate trade out of the Middle East. Like they basically Mm. monopolized the uh, trade from the Silk Road coming into Europe, but they did not own the entire Middle East until the conquest of the Mamluk Sultanate, which happened in 1517. Okay. So until 1517, the Ottomans did not control the entire Middle East. So a little bit off Mm -hmm. then it sounds. Fair enough. Then we get into the Mahenjo-Daro episode. Yeah. And someone pointed out to me on this one that Aryans aren't mythical. They were a real Indo-Iranian people that migrated into India. What I think old archaeologists might have been trying to support was the Aryan invasion theory in which they uh, just came as a horde and killed everyone, which is actually discredited. Though there is a lot of early archaeology myth about them uh, since the turn of the century, Aryan was used more broadly to mean what we would call proto-Indo-European today, i.e. the Yamnaya culture and offshoots which got conflated with Atlantis and Hyperborea stuff. Ah. So... Basically, that there was a myth that surrounded Aryan people in early archaeology that was trying to make claims that these were like people from Atlantis. 
But that doesn't mean that Aryan people didn't exist. They are the like common descendants of a bunch of uh, people who basically like they're they're sort of like a, an, a, a cultural linguistic ancestor of of Europeans, but also of like Indians. And like the closest relation to like yeah. Aryans today are mostly people who live in India. Makes sense. That also could be corrected because I I didn't do I didn't read a book to answer that one. That's just like my general uh, what I think I know about Proto-Indo-European culture. But yeah. that but like there's like some there's some very 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 light linguistic connections between like sanskrit and like uh like the languages of europe so gotcha that's fair hey look when we do these corrections episodes we take your word for it mm-hmm. Re- listeners <laughs> yeah All right i can't wait till i get a correction correction that actually turns out that i was right and the corrector was wrong <laughs> this is on you now if we get anything wrong in this episode it is not on us it is on you, listeners. Next, we go to Area 51. Ooh. Okay, so this is the one where I made another. So there's a cup. There's 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 a small one, and then there's the big one that everyone got mad at me for. All right. Uh, so the, the small one was not to be pedantic, but the Blackbird was introduced by Clis, uh, Chris Claremont, who loved planes almost as much as strong women. He also showed his love for aircraft in the name of Kitty Pride's dragon Lockheed, Lockheed, and the introduction of Madeline Pryor as a pilot. See, I think I feel like we've talked about. This. Because I do remember when anytime someone mentions like Lockheed Martin or whatever, my first thought is Lockheed, the little dragon pet of Kitty Pride. I did not know Kitty Pride had a dragon, but okay. I know they got to put it in the movies. Yeah. So then we have to get to probably one of the biggest fuck ups I've done on It's Probably Not Aliens, which was when I told it's the- It's probably a big fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And that is um, when I was comparing um, the different approaches to solving technical problems of the Americans and the Soviets. I reproduced a very old and very annoying uh, trend oh, about um, space pens pencil. and pencils. Yeah. So basically, the, US, the, the whole story about the U.S. spending millions to build a space pen in the Soviets just using pencils because they're smarter meme uh, actually is more of a statement about the Soviets and the cosmonauts lack of appreciation for safety measures because what was happening is that space pencils were creating small bits of debris that could spark fires in space and on spaceships, typically the air mixture in a spaceship has a yeah. higher percentage of oxygen, which means that fires are a way bigger hazard. And also there's no place to vent the smoke. So um, no. fires could be <laughs> Yeah, you very... can't get some fresh... <laughs> you can't open the windows <laughs> on the space station yeah, to get some so, fresh air. So smoke is a very... Or fire is a very, very big problem in in uh, space stuff. Uh-huh. So that that is sort of the point. I, and I should... And even to be some... To a little bit safe the soviets didn't just use a pencil they use grease pencils uh because they don't cause as much stuff but they still cause file they still cause file like filing like little bits of debris that they that the space pen was trying to solve so it wasn't a dumb idea. Well, it was just, it wasn't like uh like the developing the space pen wasn't like an example of American silly over-engineering. It was a actual right. response. And it was in some ways, thing. yeah, in many ways it speaks to the fact that NASA cared more about the safety of their astronauts than the cosmonaut program did, Yeah, which is true. Can you buy, can you buy a space pen? 
has that technology trickled down to modern to, to modern day consumers? Can, can I buy a space? I think pen? you can. I think they, you can buy them as like a, a novelty. They're they're not like millions of dollars or anything like that. It, millions of dollars is how much it took to develop one. But I think that that's cool. Just like you can buy freeze dried ice cream and call it you know astronaut food. I think you can also buy a space pen. Yeah, I can buy Tang. Yeah. So uh, here's so here's the full story. In the early years of space flight, both the Russians and the Americans used pencils, but the pencil lead is made of graphite, which is a conductive material that snapped uh, that, that it's a highly conductive material snapped graphite uh, leads and particles in zero gravity are hugely problematic they get sucked into air ventilations or electronic equipment which causes shorts and fires in a pure oxygen environment of the capsule and after Apollo 1 in which all of the astronauts on board died in a fire uh, NASA uh, required a writing instrument that wasn't a fire hazard makes so they sense. spent over a million dollars specifically a guy by the name of uh, Fisher let me just find the, the guy's full name. The Fisher. So it's called the Fisher Space Pen is the name of the, the device. Uh, and apparently okay. it was developed by a guy by the name of Friedrich Schachter. Oh. And was expanded by Erwin Rath and Paul C. Fisher. Okay. So I'm guessing. Oh, so, so it's just, but it's named for the one of the three of them? Well, the reason is because apparently Fisher put up a million dollars of his own money to develop it. But did he actually, but did he just funded it? Did he no, make no, it? No, no. It seems like he developed the um, the pressurized ink capsule that, um, that it uses. All right. Spent right. over a million dollars of his own money creating the pressurized ballpoint pen, which NASA bought at $2.95 each. The Russian space program also switched over from pencils shortly after. 40 years later, snide morons like Tristan Johnson from the internet still snigger about it because snide morons mm-hmm. on the internet never know what they're talking about. So did that wait, hold on. Did the corrections say that? No, somebody or, linked me to no. uh, uh, somebody, uh, another, <laughs> another post. I'm reading from a social media post of somebody explaining it. So, um, yeah, that's funny. Hey, what year was the, was it invented? Oh dear. I'm cause I'm on inflation calculator.com and I wanted to know how much the million dollars is today. Uh, 1965 five is when it was patented so let's just say that oof do you want to guess how much in today's money a million dollars was then probably like 15 million dollars ish a little lower it's close to 10 million it's like 9.5 million dollars 9.5 million dollars on a pen that but you know what you can't put a price on someone's life i've always said that Mm -hmm. so kudos and i want a space pen because of all the upside down writing i do yeah i don't have to explain it so send me one for 9.5 million dollars please we also mentioned that uh that there was a bunch of stuff about area 51 and like asking about where areas one through 50 are and that there are actually only 31 areas Wait. although areas 13 and 21 aren't actually part of the site and area 51 51 was probably named 51 because it's directly across from 15 and also for obfuscation purposes like if you were if they had 31 areas and then one was called area 51 you'd be less likely to be like where's the missing area because they were trying to keep it secret and also in 2013 the cia did acknowledge the existence of area 51 okay that feels we that feel like i sort of get it but it feels it just feels it feels weird and even more confusing to me i thought you were gonna say that people that it is actually area 31 and people just got it wrong they just said it wrong and then the name stuck sort of like the whole like db cooper how his name was like dan cooper or something like that mm. or the alias anyway but you know the fact that they're like there aren't actually 51 areas but one is called area 51 just because is like that's sort of 
like, that's messing with me a little bit. And I'm going to have to sit with that for a while. Uh, the other bit is that I mentioned a U-2 pilot getting shot down over the Soviet Union and saying that the pilot died. This pilot did survive getting shot down. And it was a whole thing because the U.S. assumed that that wasn't possible and that the, all the Soviets had was a destroyed plane. And there was an embarrassing failed cover up when they basically like thought that they lost their pilot, but didn't. Whoopsies. Yeah. All right. Let's do Black Death because I, I done make I did another I did another big goof at this point. I, apparently, big goof. apparently like last fall when I did these was like my big goof period. We were so both of us, I felt like were so busy at that time. That was a time when I was uh, full time. I was doing full time parenting parenting and also full-time YouTubing and also doing a podcast. It was a very weird time, but yes, uh, I don't want to, I don't want So, anyways. So was the millennial comedy joke, just a general joke I missed, or was it a, the John Mulaney divorce drama was unexpected given all of his wife guy comedy joke, but you mixed up Olivia Munn and Olivia Wilde. Yes, I did. I definitely mixed up Olivia oh. Munn and Olivia Wilde because uh, I mentioned that. Oh yeah, Olivia Munn was uh, thirteen in House. No, Olivia Wilde was. Who is also mm. she's also a director and I think like is st- sort of developing a director career. And Olivia Munn, I think she was like one of the oldest video game journalists. We're gamers. She was in an X Men movie. She was. Yeah, she was in X Men Apocalypse. Oh, I, I, I for some reason I did not see that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, she was a television host for the gaming network G Four. G4 on a show called Attack of the Show and was also a correspondent on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart for a year, but is known for the portrayal of Sloan Sabbath in Aaron Sorkin's HBO political drama series, The Newsroom. Oh my goodness. That is a, that show is hard to Mm. watch. Oh yeah. She was Psylocke. Yes. Cool. One of the only characters for inexplicably one of the only characters in that movie that they gave like a comic book accurate costume to. I mean, I say inexplicably it's because it's, it's because because it's an extremely revealing tight-fitting uh, costume. Yeah, they do that. Uh, so there was that. The 10th plague, the mist didn't knock on the door. It just looked for houses that didn't have the blood of the lamb on the side of the door. That's the origin of the Jewish I mezuzah. No. Okay, I I think I remember this. I think we were just making a joke, though. Okay. I think you can give us some some poetic joke license. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we will have to do a correction for a correction. But I think we were just making a joke about it coming and knocking on... Because it was we were tying it into something else, and I, we were making a joke about it. Fair, it doesn't matter. It's been a bit. Um, the other bit. It's been a bit. Here's the here's the big fuck up I had of this one, and that is I made a reference to, to medieval Europeans not taking baths, which was uh, it's apparently another uh, in a long list because this happens a lot of us having a lot of uh, bad conceptions about what people were like in the Middle Ages, uh, and it's not mm. it's not a thing. Uh, human beings during medieval times were just as keen as humans now to not stink or have dirt on themselves. Thus, in a general case, it would seem that contrary to popular belief, they still had some basic hygiene practices. Towards this end, we know definitively from surviving texts that people did bathe in some form reasonably regularly, generally varying based on their circumstances. It appears at Mm -hmm. minimum, the washing of one's face, hands, and cleaning one's teeth was extremely common, done each morning. On the note of teeth, beyond rags, cleaning twigs were also used. The general method here was to chew on one end of a twig for a time. Uh, Then once it was properly mashed up, use that end as a sort of toothbrush. In fact, in some cases, while they didn't know it at the time, the twigs or roots used 
actually contained antibacterial substances, perhaps why certain plants became so popular for this purpose, as people observed the effects, even if they didn't understand why they worked so well at cleaning the mouth and teeth, because the people of the Middle Ages weren't stupid. They they did figure cool things out. Yeah, even if they didn't fully understand things like bacteria or, you know, germ theory or anything like that, they could still observe that things worked better than other things, even if they didn't quite understand why. Mm -hmm. Moving on to washing hands, beyond doing so beyond uh, during a more morning body scrub down from a basin. They were also usually washed again before and after eating while because in a lot of times like utensils weren't as big a deal. So you had to have clean hands to eat. While some medical professionals did advise against doing it excessively, many others extolled the benefits of bathing regularly and keeping one healthy. So that that is one of those situations where I used a uh, assumption that talked down about a group of people who lived in the past in order to sell a story, which I feel very bad about because that's exactly what we try to not talk about in right. ancient aliens. And, you know, now that you say it, you know, I remember, again, growing up very religious, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible about, like, washing, people washing their feet or washing each other's feet. So, like, people, I feel like people throughout history, it, nobody likes feeling yucky. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to not feel yucky. Yeah. In context, the reason why I sort of put this to made this assumption and put things together was because I think we were talking about the Spanish Inquisition. And one of the things about the Spanish Inquisition is that they were always looking for people who were like fake converts who pretend converted to Christianity because it was a time when Spain had recently conquered regions that had big uh, Jewish and Muslim populations. Mm. And we talk a lot about like a lot of our understanding of the Spanish Inquisition talks about the things they use to try and find uh, people who were still practicing Judaism. But um, mm-hmm. one of the things that I learned when I took my Spanish Inquisition class was about the stuff they did to try and find secret Muslims. And one of them was people who were too clean because Muslims, as part of their ritual prayers, have to wash their feet and bathe themselves. It's part of uh, it's part of Muslim prayer rituals. That's why most big universities and stuff like that that have a prayer room for Muslims will usually have a foot bath or something like that so that they can do it to pray. And I guess that's what the inquisitors were looking for. Fair enough. I think that's a good place to end it then. Yeah. A nice, a big final correction with some context and all sorts of good stuff. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much to everyone for sending in corrections. I always, I keep teasing this, but we're going to have a more, these all came in mostly through Twitter and some email. I want to set up a a con, like a feedback form, a contact Mm -hmm. form where people can send us stuff. So we can- And comments on the YouTube channel. I use that too. Oh, and comments on the YouTube channel. Thank you everyone who subscribed over there. Boy, I don't have the outline in front of me. How do we end this show? Well, Say, follow us. Yeah. Go Well, first we can start off by saying that if you want to uh, catch up with us on Twitter, where we post a lot about this show and keep you up to date on what's going on uh, in the most fast way possible, that is uh, it's that is probs not aliens on twitter it's the best place to to do that otherwise uh one of the things that you should do is check out NerdSync because scott's a very good boy who makes very good videos oh thank you that's me that's my youtube channel i'm working on it you should also check out uh step back on youtube or just stepbackhistory.com it's a great great videos good content over there at stepbackhistory.com by my my good friend tristan johnson yeah. if you like if, phd <laughs> nope do you have a phd no, I dropped out of my PhD. But two MAs. Uh, one of the things, though, is that people, uh, if you like this show, you'll probably like my le- my latest
latest video. It is a two-hour, exhaustive, unhinged breakdown of the Netflix show Ancient Apocalypse, where I I get very and and we just can't, we're just coming off of the Graham Hancock two-parters. So basically, it's me talking about why Graham Hancock is wrong for almost two hours. Yeah, and I get increasingly unhinged as I go. So it's if you super good, <laughs> definitely go check it out. Uh, other than that. Yeah, uh, this show thrives on people um, leaving reviews and and sharing this podcast with other people. Yeah, thank you to everyone who writes reviews. I've mentioned it before, but in this episode, Tristan brought up that we we have been getting more and more angry emails about this show. So if you want to fill my email inbox with good stuff, anytime you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I get an email about it. So thank you to everyone who writes those those good five star reviews. It really makes me smile. And just share the show around. The best place to share this show, very simple website. It's www.probsnotaliens.com. That's the website. And of course, nebula.tv slash probably not aliens. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I forgot that we actually have to do one, one last correction uh, that is sort of oh. general for the whole show, which is that actually, um, it actually was aliens, all of it. Oh, dang it. Um, it actually was aliens. Oh, that's on us. Well, well that's all for now. Uh, until We'll do better next time. Yeah. <laughs> until next uh, so time. Until, yeah, we'll come back with a correction in, uh, I guess, like July. Yeah, I think that's when the next one is. Keep so. sending them in. Anyways, until then, I'm Tristan Johnson. Oh, we're reverse order my name is scott nicewander i'm scott nicewander oh <laughs> I, he's scott nicewander i'm also scott nicewander tristan johnson is somewhere probably <laughs> <laughs>